Morning, Chris McMonagle here with you. Ah, oh, you know the deal. I've got you for three hours, all the way to five o'clock in the warm-up show. Taking your phone calls at eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Me and Fleegs rolling with you for three hours. Three wonderful hours to recap. What a great weekend! And you know what? I don't care. I don't care. This is petty. I don't care. I don't care. I'm reveling in the misery of others for Giant fans, in particular, such as me. The idea that both of the the enemies, both of the nemesis, especially the Eagles, who I despise in every way, shape, and form. The Cowboys we hate. They're the Cowboys. They're in the division you hate the Cowboys. But let's be honest. I, I have some memories of beating the Cowboys. Hey, on the way to on the way to the greatest championship, arguably this city's ever seen when the Giants went on the Super Bowl run to go beat the undefeated Patriots. They took down Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys that, that, that year. I mean, there's been moments the Eagles own the Giants, but the Eagles have fallen apart and absolutely embarrassed themselves back-to-back nights. We get the most, it's, it was almost surreal. Like, and you felt it early on. And that's really the difference, right? The difference between both of these implosions for these two teams is the Cowboys were playing relatively well. The Cowboys earned the two seed. The Cowboys were at home. The Cowboys had their way of making it and, and, a, and a clear path to getting back to the NFC Championship game for the first time in 30 years. Like, there was a, there was a you know, that game against the Packers on Sunday night, took you by surprise on some level. Yes, the obvious level of them blowing it in the playoffs. All right, we know that. Dak and McCarthy and the disaster that has been the you know the Jerry Jones-led Cowboys since the mid-'90s. I get it. At some point, you expected it. But not necessarily in that game, not necessarily that way. You didn't see it coming. They were supposed to play well in that game. They're supposed to get blown out by the 49ers, maybe. But they're supposed to, for the most part, play well in that game. They beat Tampa in that spot last year. So that was like, wow, I can't believe that they put forth that performance. What a disaster. Where the Eagles... The Eagles have been this slow death that we thought, I'm myself included, thought that they would get up to figure out a way to beat Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles. And not only did they lose to a team led by Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield, but those are the two that stuck it to them because their inability, their inability to deal with the blitzing that Todd Bowles was throwing at them, the inability to stop Baker Mayfield from slinging it down the field and the 
I mean, from Brad, I know Bradbury's going to get the brunt of it, but the tackling from this team, and that's the first sign, man. When you see a team that is, that is almost unwilling to tackle, the tackling was so bad in this game, it is laughable. They completely collapsed this team. It was a slow death. Something happened, and yes, they're missing guys, and throughout the year they've had injuries in the defensive backfield, and obviously A.J. Brown doesn't play in this game. But my God, to have this team that was in the Super Bowl last year that could not be more cocky, that this coach yelling at Kansas City fans being as cocky as you possibly could be, he started with a whimper in one of the worst, most poorly spoken press conferences you've ever seen when he first got hired, where you thought he was, he was a bit of a, you know, a little out there and was going to have a real problem in Philadelphia to the point where he was the toast of the town. You know, he's crying at the this, the Super Bowl uh, uh, national anthem. He's as boisterous and cocky as any coach in the NFL. And that team kind of taking his lead to where they were 10-1 and one this year, right? The only loss was to the Jets, miraculously enough, where Hurts threw the ball away. But they were, a again... Never played a great game, but knew how to win. They beat Buffalo in a game that was back and forth and an uh, overtime touchdown. They figure out a way to beat Dallas. Like, they're 10-1, and one, and even though they haven't played well, they figure out how to win. And then the last six weeks of this season, they go 1-5, only able to beat the Giants, blow this division and end up having to go on the road against a lousy Bucks team that scored nine points last week against the Carolina Panthers and have them enter this game and go right down the field and it would throw the ball all over the place. And then when Hurts gets the ball, I mean, and, and this Eagles offense, they can't pick up the blitz. He's under pressure the entire night. He's throwing it up for grabs. Nobody can catch it. They have no idea what they're doing. Is he going to wear a glove? Is he not going to wear a glove? Is his finger okay? He's throw he could barely complete a pass. It was embarrassing. They got absolutely run out of the building by Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles. Oh my god, if you're a Giant fan, there are a few days, right? This has been one of the uglier times in Giant history since the 1970s. Right? We've talked about this. This is dark days for the New York Giants. There's no other way to put it. It just is. But you know what? As miserable as this entire weekend was, and quite honestly, it was. This is one of I'm trying to rack my brain. I'm not one. I I don't remember every single thing. There are some guys like I talked to Fliegelman a lot. Fliegelman has a much better like memory and every game. But I mean, I'm trying to rack my mind. I can't think of a worse wild card weekend. I mean, or even a I can't remember a worse play an NFL playoff weekend where almost all of the games. We're, we're never in doubt. And even the Buffalo game earlier today, we'll get to the Buffalo game, obviously, as they beat, uh, they beat Pittsburgh, uh, 31 to 17. I guess there were moments it's a one score game, but I never really felt like Pittsburgh was going to win that game in that building. I just never did. It was closer than it should have been. The Bills, of course, let Pittsburgh hang around. Allen was an absolute monster, but ultimately it's a one, it's a touchdown game in the third quarter of this game. And it, it, it was way closer than it should have been. And they let Pittsburgh go down the field a little bit. But that game was never in question. You are talking about having one good game out of the entire weekend. And you know what? It doesn't even matter. I don't care because as a Giant fan, I am reveling in the idea that both of these teams 
that have now stuck it to us forever. I understand, like I mentioned, we the Giants have beat the Cowboys uh, from time to time in big spots. And again, on the way, beating the number one seed Cowboys in in Dallas on our way to the greatest championship the city's ever seen, arguably. I mean, so there are moments. But, I mean, over the last handful of years, the Cowboys own the Giants. The Philadelphia Eagles own the Giants. And here we are, back-to-back nights, talking about how how in disarray their franchises are, how the head coaches need to be fired, how they need to bring in Bill Belichick or Vrabel or I don't know, whoever else, Harbaugh, Pete Carroll, it doesn't matter. The team is an absolute disaster. You're watching the owner up in the suite figuring out how the hell this happened to my team. Oh, my God, it was glorious. What an unbelievable couple of nights for us Giant fans. And I don't care that it's sad. I don't care that it's pathetic. I don't care that, oh, we're the Giants. You know what? The Giants are in the same spot that the Eagles and Cowboys are. 0-0 looking towards next year. And quite honestly, as much as McCarthy needed to be fired, I didn't think. You know, Sirianni's in the Super Bowl last year. And I wasn't sure that you could make a very strong case for him to be fired. I understand it's Philadelphia. I understand that there's always going to be noise when they underachieve, and this roster should have been better than this, and to finish the season the way they did was disappointing. But ultimately, they had it clinched. They played a bad game where they blew a lead to the to, to the Cardinals, and then on the last, you know, then the last game of the year, they didn't show up against the Giants. They didn't need the game necessarily. I expected them to be able to turn it on at some point here against Tampa Bay. I truly did. So now that you're looking at a 1-5 and finish, and you are looking at that pathetic performance where the defense doesn't want to tackle, the offensive line that's a strength of this team can't pick up the blitzes from Todd Bowl. There, I mean, there is Bradbury's an embarrassment. There's, they don't do a single thing good. They abandoned the run game when they really can't even throw it successfully. Just, I mean, there was nothing. I, I mean, and let's be, Hertz doesn't throw the, other than the big bomb uh, to Smith, it's almost like they didn't want to go down the field either. Everything's short of the sticks. Everything is wide receiver screens. Everything is short. And they get absolutely blown out by a Buccaneers team that quite honestly probably doesn't even deserve to be here. And so now, you know what? I, I have to admit as much as it's impossible for me to wrap my mind around firing a coach that was in the Super Bowl a year ago, what happened to this team is it's hard it's hard to fathom how much it feels like he lost the team because it was you could feel it early on. Like Troy Aikman was all over it. Buck and Aikman were all over it. You got the sense early on in this game the Eagles weren't there to compete. And again, even when, like, even their strengths, offensive line, you know, they, they get the, the, the tush push turned away. I mean, everything, nothing was working. Nothing that they do well continued. No strength of theirs was there. All their weaknesses were there. It was just an out and out give up performance from a team that won the super, that won the NFC last year and was in the Super Bowl. And a team that was running buckshot over the league to a 10-1 record and had the NFC East locked up and completely fell apart and blew it and then didn't show up against, again, I know I've said it a lot, but because it's unbelievable to me, against Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They didn't show up. So, yeah, 
I think Sirianni, I think you can make a very strong case, and I didn't think you could necessarily, that he needs to be fired. And right now, the contract you gave Hurts seems like a disaster. You got Kelsey crying because he's probably retiring. Some of the strength of your offensive line might be gone. I mean, and listen, uh, Howie Roseman has done an incredible job, right? He's been one of the best executives in football, and I don't necessarily expect this team to fall apart, but they are, they are miles away, miles in one year from the team that almost won the Super Bowl and a team where that quarterback played unbelievable in that game and you thought they were lined up for the next at least five, six years of being a dominant football team. They won 11 games, but they completely faded down the stretch. They didn't show up in a playoff game. The coach seems to have completely lost the team, and the quarterback looks like a shell of himself, almost defeated on the sidelines, not angry. Uh, you know, Goddard's angry. Different guys on the team are angry. It didn't look like the quarterback was angry at all. The quarterback looked crestfallen. The quarterback looked just beside himself. The quarterback looked like he had no idea what was going on, how to stop it, or even know how to handle it. And they have completely, completely taken an enormous step back from where they were just a year ago. And as a Giant fan looking to compete in the division uh, that has both of these teams that we saw the last two weeks that have, you know, dominated division without winning back-to-back division titles, amazingly enough, hasn't happened in 18 years. But they've been pretty much going back and forth between the two of them, sprinkle Washington in uh, every once in a while. But, I mean, it is just amazing how both of these teams now, as you look at it, you know, the, the Cowboys, 12 wins, 12 wins, 12 wins, 12 wins. You don't trust them as far as you can throw them when the games are on the line and the Eagles now deserve that same kind of feel after this collapse of a year and moving forward. And we'll get to some of the giant stuff in the Pat Leonard article and the way Brian Dable has led this team. Cause I found that in our article interesting to say the least. And I got a pretty good, uh, I got a pretty strong opinion on it, but like as this giant team looks to compete in this division that looked like, and I took calls on it throughout the the weeks. Well, what are you you're going to get a quarterback? Why wow, you can't compete with you can't compete with the with the Cowboys, you can't compete with the with the Eagles. You're going to be behind the eight ball behind those two teams for the next ten years anyway. I you know build the offensive line, take your time. We just saw who competes with the Cowboys and Eagles, and you know what. The Giants aren't far away from Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles. And the Giants aren't far away from Love and the youngest team in football in the Green Bay Packers. They're just not. So as ugly as this season was and as now as ugly as it continues to get as the head coach is screaming at everybody and you can't work for him and you don't even want to be on the headset and the GM has to check in to make sure everything's on the up and up during the games, as that story hits... And as the Giants are sixth in the draft, looking up at those two teams again, those two teams are a mirage. They are Fugazi. They are not, not the class of the NFC that we thought they were. And we saw it, we saw it collapse on back-to-back nights, fall down to earth, and expose themselves for the frauds they are. And now they'll be looking for head coaches. Bill Belichick met with Atlanta, which we talked about as a good spot for him. 
But yeah, they're going to be in the market. I think I think there's an excellent chance. Obviously, we know the Cowboys are going to be looking for a head coach. I didn't think I was one of the few people who, despite the fact that being Philadelphia, despite the the nature of that fan base, and despite how quickly things can change, and even though they were one in five, I thought they were going to win this football game, and I thought they would. You know, I thought it would be a, a difficult thing, even though they fired their last Super Bowl head coach, Super Bowl winning head coach, just a couple of years later. I didn't think Sir- Sirianna's job would be in as much jeopardy as I feel like it is right now. And with the coaches that are out there, with the Vrabels, with the Bill Belichicks, with the Jim Harbaugh's, I think you could be looking for both of these teams after being the class of the NFC, being the two teams the Giants are going to be looking up for forever, embarrass themselves in front of the entire country on back-to-back nights and looking for new leaders of their franchises. It's a glorious day to be a Giant fan. I don't even care about the article. It's so overblown, I'll get to it. 877-337-6666. For now, I'm just reveling in the misery of others. That's right. It's our favorite thing to do. It's what losers do. And unfortunately, our football teams have been losers. But at least we do it quietly. (laughs) At least we get our losing done you know, I know the, the Jets have done it for 13 years. You almost forget, right? The Jets just go about their losing quietly. They never have to be embarrassed. The Giants are typically done before Thanksgiving. But the Eagles and the Cowboys just spectacularly fold in front of the whole country and lose to a Packers team as a seven seed and to a Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield-led Bucks team that probably doesn't deserve to be there and they literally fell apart and they didn't even show up and they embarrassed themselves and there is something wrong with that team the coach has lost the team I think you can make an argument the quarterback has lost the team and they had no interest in fighting for they had no interest in tackling they had no interest in fighting for the extra yard and once that game got out of hand they just sat on the sidelines and watched it wash over them what an embarrassing performance. What an embarrassing performance from both of these teams. And I love it. I love it. 